0: What would you like the power to
1: do? Mobile banking
0: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey
1: everybody! What's up? Welcome into Best on the Board Friday, May twentieth. Michael Beller, Dan San Romino, Brandon Bunston here with you on this episode of Best on the Board. And if you've been following along with us, you know what those three names mean. It means we are about to talk... NBA playoffs. Specifically on this episode, we are going to talk game three of the Eastern Conference Finals taking place on Saturday night. If you are looking for an episode that covers game two of the Western Conference Finals taking place on Friday night, just scroll back a couple of episodes in your feed and you will see me and James Edwards talking Mavs Warriors game two. But this episode is all about the Eastern Conference Finals game three. And actually, this this is something that always pops in my head, you guys. Do you remember? I mean, I don't know what year it was, but it's Rip Hamilton. So it's that era of basketball, and it was you know it was it was TNT I think, and they were you know uh, advertising how they had every game of the Eastern Conference Finals. And so every time I hear Eastern Conference Finals, I hear Rip Hamilton saying "Home of the Eastern Conference Finals." That's what I every time I hear the phrase Eastern Conference Finals, that's what I think of. I just Uh. get rip right in my face.
2: I think of him knocking down a shot against my Washington Huskies in the Elite
1: Eight. Uh, I remember to, that to, very to well.
2: The yes. So. Yeah. Yeah, I can't get that. That that just overshadows that 90- everything
1: he's ever done since then. Ninety
2: nine. <laughs> I think I'm bad with the years, but it's I roughly. So, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Right. And was when uh, they beat Duke uh, in the final with Elton Brand yep. and all those guys. Elton yeah. Brand, the yeah. Daddy. Khalid
1: Elamine, Jake Foscal, former former Chicago Bulls. Khalid Elamine and Jake Foscal. And Elton Both Brand. <laughs> and Elton Brand. Holy cow. Yeah. And that was uh, Ohio State, Michael Red and Scooney Penn. They were in that oh, final yeah. four too. That was a great final four. Should we just talk about the 1999 <laughs> Final Four instead of the Game Game 3, of the Eastern Conference No, we're not going to do that. Funston and I already went down uh, Dante Culpepper memory lane right. on an episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast this week. So we'll just stick with things that are happening in 2022 and not things that happened before like half of our listener base was alive. Let's talk Eastern Conference Finals. Game three taking place on Saturday night. This series shifting to Boston. The Celtics get back to full strength in game two and get themselves an absolutely dominant victory, 127-102. to And frankly, you guys, that final score makes it sound closer than this game actually was. This was a game the Celtics had totally in hand like eight minutes into the game. Just a ridiculously dominant performance. From the Celtics in this one, so we look at Game Three and the Celtics. It's reflected in the line here. The Celtics six and a half point favorites in Game Three, outpacing anything that the Heat were favored by in the first two games of the series in Miami. That over/under still stid- sitting stubbornly low at two oh seven and a half. This is a series that had a Game One of one eighteen to one oh seven, a Game Two of one twenty seven to one oh two. And the total not budging from the two oh seven and a half that it was in game two, which I find very interesting. Let's start with uh, let's just start with that. Let's like uh, Dan. I mean, stylistically, with the way these games have gone, I you I mean you said it. Should we just be playing like over until they give us a reason not to? Especially at two oh seven.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely going to. I mean, I played it in game two, and that was a pretty easy cover. Now the thing that's interesting is Miami. I'm looking at it, scored 102 in game two the 31.4th quarter where there was some garbage minutes. So they had that sure. offensive dud that we've kind of thought these teams are capable of. That said, I mean, I, I think, you know, uh, spoiler to what you're probably getting into, I think you might be overrating Boston a little bit. They shot 20 of 40 oh. from three. Uh, if they do that again, sure, uh, then bet Boston. But, yeah, I think Boston probably has an offensive stinker in them at some point in the series. But the way these two games have played out, 207 is too low. I'm going to bet it until I I see multiple stinkers. Because I feel like this is something, if they play five more games or four more games, there's probably only
1: one or two unders in that stretch. So I'm going to play the overs until I shouldn't. I I think I'm with you on that. And I'm actually, so I I love Boston. I've been talking about this for weeks now. Boston was my pick to win the finals. I think Boston was the finals. I think we saw last night the best team in the NBA on display. Six and a half is kind of rich. Yeah, uh, like you 20 of 40 from 3, a uh, uh, really nothing performance uh, out of Miami, but I think I still have to play it. I mean, that was, I mean, you you saw Miami's a great team. Miami's an awesome team. But you saw in game 2 why they you are should be concerned why they were the underdog even though they the one they were the one seed coming into the series because you get a pretty good offensive night out of Jimmy Butler, 11 of 18 from the floor. 29 points, got to the free throw line eight times, not quite the 18 he had in game one, but still, you'll take eight free throw attempts. He made six Uh, out of Jimmy, scores 29 points and nothing. From anyone else, When Gabe Vincent is your second most effective offensive player, at least in terms of the box score, you're going to have a long, long night when you're the Miami Heat. Bam out of bio gave you six points. Tyler Hero, five of 11 from the four floor. Oh, if like Tyler Hero can't play a game where he doesn't make any threes. If Tyler Hero's not making threes, what's the point of Tyler Hero? He only scored 11 points. Like that is the problem here for Miami. Boston has so many different places where it can find scoring. Jason Tatum is going to be the go-to guy, but Jason Tatum doesn't need to be the go-to guy by a mile. Jason Tatum doesn't even need to be the leading scorer for Boston to play its way into the 110s. Miami just doesn't have those avenues, Funston, and that's why I think even though this feels a little rich, I do like Boston laying the 6.5.
2: Why do you even invite me on if you are going to steal all my talking points? I mean, you and Dan can
1: just go back and forth.
2: You don't even need me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I was going to say the same thing. This team is way too Jimmy Butler dependent, and like he, Jimmy Butler, as much as I just love his game, mm-hmm. he's not Luka. He's not. He's not Jokic. He's not Giannis. Where these guys. They just basically draw the whole world to them and open up these avenues for these other players to, to help out. They can go inside to go outside. And, and Jimmy Butler, he's just sheer willing this stuff, but it's happening without really. There was a game and I, I believe in the Philly series where they scored, they lost, they scored 89 points and Jimmy Butler had 40. And, and. <laughs> And there was, like, another game where the other loss was kind of the same way. When they're at their worst, Jimmy Butler's playing, you know, putting up these huge point totals and guys are doing – nobody else is
1: doing anything. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of – It's that Jimmy meme with his, like, head on the score table. (laughs) Right. Right? And and
2: weirdly, game one was like that. Other than that third quarter where Boston completely, you know, didn't show up. The rest of the game was kind of like that. So I'm I'm just, I'm fearful that we're going to go into Boston now. And I just don't know who's, who's primed to step up and help Jimmy Butler out. Bam, Bam has been a no show. Like he's not Mm -hmm. doing, he's not doing anything offensively right now. And they're, they're in a world of hurt. I, I really think that they, could really use a boost of kyle lowry who i know is you know they're talking that he's getting close you know they're starting to call him questionable that maybe he could return so who knows if we see him i doubt we're going to see him in game three but um something like that just an another kind of veteran that knows how Mm -hmm. to to step up in these situations but right now they're not getting anything else and uh for that reason i'm taking boston to cover as well
1: yeah jimmy just has to he's asked to do way too much for this team as constructed and it was fine in the first Tuesday right it was obviously it was always going to be fine against Atlanta (laughs) which it was fine in the second round but that Boston is not those teams. They just they need more, and I I just don't like you said like if it's not going to come from it doesn't even need to come from like it's not like we're asking Kyle Lowry to come back and be like a twenty point scorer. It, it's the presence of Kyle Lowry. It's the know how. It's the it's the not only another ball handler, but I, I it's guy not run it's the not point.
2: that much different than Marcus Smart, you yeah, know, coming exactly. to it's Boston good, yeah. and
1: suddenly yeah. you get this whole different
2: look and you know he. I, 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 it'd be crazy to say he didn't make a huge impact in that game. He had 24 mm-hmm. points. Well, I think 12 assists and you know, his defense is always, always on point. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, they need, they need like someone like Lowry to come in there and give them an infusion.
1: Yeah. 24 points on 22 shot attempts. Doesn't look great in the box score, but watch the game. And you saw he made five threes. He helped spread the floor. He dished out 12 assists. We know what his defense is on the other end of the floor. Uh, he made a huge difference and Miami needs that shot in the arm as well. And, Hard to say if they're ever going to get it in this series. It certainly looks like they're not going to get it in game three, at least in the form of Kyle Lowry. Dan, you said that uh, you maybe are, um, you know, maybe at least going, talking against the direction I was going in. Is that a yes, Miami play or is it just a stay away from the line?
0: Comments. No, I'm I'm staying away from the line. I think it's it's too big of a number for me to really jump on it because I don't think game two, even is, with all
1: these great things Funston and I are saying,
0: game <laughs> two was not representative of how I think it's going to play out in terms of the lopsidedness. Like, and especially given what we saw last round where Boston, you know, I. They, their offense mm-hmm. is kind of built around shooting so much that home court advantage almost doesn't matter. If you can't make a shot, the crowd can't will the ball to go in, right? Mm-hmm. They're not a team that you know makes a good set or needs to fire up on defense. They, those things they do all the time. It's whether the threes go in or not. They went in. They won, they won in a total landslide. Six and a half just feels big. Yeah, gun to my head, I'd probably pick Boston, but I don't like playing six and a half at this stage of the playoffs. And and the other thing, like, well, it's just just for the joke of it, at this point, we talked about Peyton Pritchard in Game One. He had a plus thirty nine in twenty three minutes, <laughs> with with like yeah. eight shot attempts. It wasn't like he was on fire; just happened to be on the floor when things were going well. I don't know what to make of that. That seems kind of weird. He's a
1: winning player. That's what you make of it. He's just a he's a winner. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the dude wins basketball games. It's like, was it Dana Altman or was it Peyton Pritchard? All those years at Oregon. You tell me. You tell me. <laughs> Who who made uh, all those things happen? All right? Uh I, I don't know. I like I, I, I love this Boston team and I just I think we're we we are we saw in game two and like fun, and fun makes a good point. Like let's not forget about what the balance of game one looked like. And Boston looked like the better team for 30, 32 minutes of that game and the time that Miami looked like the better team, they were overwhelmingly the better team on the scoreboard. But if you like I would love to see the what the average margin was during that game. If you could like measure the the margin uh, of who was leading uh, at every like minute of that game, I would love to see what the margin averaged out at because I'm certain it was probably a whole lot closer to that game looking like a close game than looking like the Miami blowout that ultimately ended up coming to fruition in the box score.
0: Yeah, and you know what's interesting? We talked about it before Game 1. I remember I asked you guys, like, Miami was, I think, a a point and a half before we knew the injuries for sure, or um, Smart's injury was going to be out. And Game
1: 2 was, I believe, was Miami a a four-and-a-half point favorite. Does that sound right? Yep, and then it came down to three-and-a-half when it was pretty clear that Smart was going to play, and then it came down to two-and-a-half when Horford was announced as active.
0: Right, so what's interesting is now Boston is a a six-and-a-half point favorite. So that means the spread adjusted to game two, but the total didn't, which is kind of more mm-hmm. of my logic to that. I was like, this is a big jump in spread from game two to three, especially after they split two. Obviously, the injuries involved in sure. all that. It's a good point. But it is is a weird to me that we see one number change so much mm-hmm. and they're usually fairly correlated. And in this case, the spread is moving a lot and the total is is staying still.
1: Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And that's like an absolute value sort of thing too. It's yeah. right. Like if, if the spread were Miami six and a half in Miami and it were still Boston six and a half, like that would be the same that we're not talking just because the spread technically moves 13 points in that uh, scenario, the absolute value of the spread is the same. So it would make sense that the total is the same. And so I'm actually, if you could see, I'm making the, I'm making the mathematical sign for absolute value with my hands. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, that's, <laughs> that, that's what that is. Yeah, right. Absolute value. Absolutely. <laughs> We'll take you take you back to and uh, you know, sometime in high school. you right? let's re really learn about absolute value and stuff like that. All right, you guys. Uh, props. We have a fair amount of them available. We're recording this on Friday. This game's unhappy until Saturday, so more will trickle in as the uh, as we get closer and closer to tip off in this game. Uh, on the point side, Jason Tatum. 27.5 is the number we're looking at here with the over being a favorite. Jimmy Butler, 26.5 over, once again, favored. Jalen Brown, 23.5 over, favored. Bam out a Bio, 13.5. That is coming down. Over, still a pretty comfortable favorite. Funston, is there anything in these points? or I guess you can go anything, rebounds, PRA, assists, anything that jumps out at you? The two things that jump out at me are Marcus smart assists. It's, it's minus
2: one Oh five on over six and a half. He's been over in four of his last five. He's been 12 and 10 in his last two. Um, and so I like that one and I like, uh, one that you liked last time, and I, I liked it as well, Jalen Brown over six and a half rebounds. Why don't we keep going to that well? Because plus 100 on that, mm-hmm. he's been over in four of his last five on those as well. I and mean, Get into double figures on occasion. But it's been kind of regular on the eight, you know, Um, so uh, he's, you know, he's making a concerted effort on the glass. I'm going to keep backing that one until it fails me.
1: Yeah, I love that one again. He had seven in the first half uh, in Game Two, and yeah. that, that was what seventy to forty-five at halftime. So I don't fault him that he went from seven in the first half to just eight in the second half. Obviously, Boston had that game well in hand, and I mean that's that's part of his game. That's something that uh, he he does, and something that Boston asks of him. So I like that. I'm, I'm just I, I you know I've been. It's been a Jalen Brown sort of uh, week for me, uh, right? We started this week with me pumping him up as a, a good play at 20-1 to, to be Finals MVP, and I feel good about that ticket sitting in my pocket. And so I look at a lot of what Jalen Brown offers here. 33.5, once again, this is the, the PRA that he had in Game 2. This is what he's looking at once again in game three and that is one that I feel pretty comfortable backing he had 35 PRNA in game two and so I think this is another number he can hit especially if I'm liking Boston minus six and a half which I certainly am it's going to be Jalen Brown Saturday for me you guys I mean what does it get does it get better I mean you know what it does get better than a (laughs) Jalen Brown Saturday but it's a pretty good Saturday if we're being honest
2: yeah, just really quickly, Dan, to jump in before you say anything. I was just going to say, like, the, the 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 way these NBA playoffs are going, there's just been a ton of blowouts. And oh we were talking God. about this over, you know, when we were messaging with each other. It's like I had, I had over on 38 and a half on Steph Curry the other <laughs> night, and he's sitting at 37 going into the fourth quarter. And, of course, he doesn't play a minute of the fourth quarter because <laughs> yep. it's a blowout, you know. And a lot of these times when you're backing – when you're backing, you know, the overs on player props for the teams that are favored, but then they go out and they take care of business way too much it works against you in, in these yeah. s- situations so you gotta be you gotta be careful of that and we just had an uncommon amount of absolute you need him outs. to get it
1: yeah it, it, this does feel like the like I, I don't have uh the you know Rain Man style recall of every NBA playoffs that have happened in my life but this feels like I mean we've had some we've had some really fun series we have some series that have gone deep and a lot of drama leading into game sixes and game sevens as we've talked about them But the individual games themselves, I mean, I feel like we can count on one hand how many have been like really super exciting down to the wire. Yeah,
2: they were kind of early on, I feel like. Yeah, they were (laughs) early, right? It's like,
1: oh, Memphis and Minnesota had that awesome game that no one will ever remember because it was a (laughs) first-round matchup between two teams, neither of which made the Western Conference Finals. Yeah
2: it's like okay 15 point win then we're gonna go on the road Oh, the other teams gonna now beat you by 24 you know and it's like yeah, it's like where, where are we getting these nail biters it's, it's, yeah i'm
0: ready let's go i am ready too i'm i'm still smarting over that jason tatum points over which is basically the same story <laughs> you had i had the over yeah. 28 and a half he I actually because I, I didn't get to watch most of the game live and i turned the tv on after three quarters and i'm like all right over and tatum points over how are we doing and I see the score graphic, oh Jason Tatum's had a lot of help team. I go, that sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> and then I see that he's not even gonna play the fourth quarter, even though he's got twenty seven points already. And I'm like, come on. I just need can he play like two more minutes? He probably scored on, two points may. in two minutes. Right. <laughs> exactly. And it was just yeah. So it's it's I'm gonna go stubbornly back to this well the logic is the same, right? He had a mediocre game one and hit 29 points. He had a great game two, would have blasted. It was a winning play and a losing bet. Basically. Yep. I'm just going to stick with it and, and, you know, pull my hair out. If it happens the same way again, it's
1: just the worst, the (laughs) worst. This is, though it is it is the worst and i mean you know we've all that's just, that's it's just, that happens it in basketball betting that's just something you're yeah. gonna have to deal with we've all we've all had that happen to us uh, at some point if you're gonna bet on basketball it just comes with the territory of it and i'm reminded that when we talked about game two we were all on boston props and here we are again all sitting on boston props does anyone want to go out on a miami prop i mean i'm not saying like come on you losers where are you on miami <laughs> props because i don't like the only thing i like Bam, Bam can't be this ineffectual all series, can he?
2: I don't know. If, like, if uh, that overprice
1: like, wasn't at wasn't minus one twenty five, I would be interested. But I'm not going to like bet on him to finally have a good game in the series and pay minus one twenty five for the privilege. Yeah,
2: I, I wouldn't feel comfortable betting anything with the over on Jimmy Butler points right now. Like, <laughs> that's been the problem, but that's mm-hmm. what that's what's been delivering game in and game out.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right, and He 26 and a half is the number for him in game three, and he went, scored 41 in game. He almost he almost hit that in free throws. Uh, <laughs> 41 in game one and then 29 in game two. So he has gone pretty comfortably over 26 and a half in the first two games of this series. And so, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, past is not always prologue in, in sports, but I don't know. Like, I don't know what else you would possibly be looking at with Miami. I mean, maybe, maybe – uh, like Tyler Hero had like like a, like what there is no point to Tyler Hero being in there for Miami if he's not going to make threes and so like I, I feel like maybe there's a concerted effort to get him some looks he only took three threes in game two and so maybe there's a concerted effort to get him more open looks because again like it's not just it's not just that that is his style it's like they gotta find offense somewhere that isn't Jimmy you know, creating, right? And that, that's the thing, too. Like, not only has Jimmy the only have been the only offense for them, really, I mean, even in game one, if Jimmy scored 41, 18 trips to the free throw line, like, it, it's Jimmy on ball creating, too. Like, they gotta, they, they have to do something to take the ball out of his hands, or th- we're gonna see more like game two.
2: Yeah, and I i was on the Hero in game two, and so I'm just, like, a little bit, you know, gun-shy on him now after getting mm-hmm. burned with that one, but um, yeah, I, you know, I, I do think they're going to, you know, they're going to make a concerted effort somewhere. I mean, I'm guessing Bam, but Bam hasn't been over the 13 and a half for a while. And oh, yeah, and, and Bam's it, a know, hard
1: guy to get involved like that. Like, you can, yeah, like, can you make a concerted effort for Bam's game to get him, you know, 12 looks?
2: I don't I don't think you can. And yeah. so then it's it, it Tyler Hero is a natural guy, NBA sixth man of the year, guy mm-hmm. who averaged 20 like right around close to 20 points a game during the regular season and here he is we're begging for him to get over 13 and a half points like come on yeah. like where are we at with this? That's why I'm saying this is Miami team. You know I loved Miami going in. I thought they were being disrespected. Yeah. And all of a sudden I think they've just really become very very one dimensional and like i said yeah. i don't love the jimmy jimmy butler's game for being a one man team
1: yes so i'm totally with you on that tyler hero is the guy who's and unfortunately we don't have tyler hero props available to us but like you think about i mean eric polstra excellent coach eric polstra is no dummy they are going to find a way i they, they know that they are going into this game 3 48 hours to prepare knowing that like we got to find offense somewhere and tyler hero is like the instant offense sort of player in this on this team yeah yeah. I think his props be interesting to see the points and the threes on Tyler hero. Once we do have those posts and we'll be sure to well, yeah you know, obviously we can't talk about it in this episode, but we'll throw some tweets out there into the world. And uh, let you know as an addendum to this episode of best on the board, what else we might be thinking as we get ready for Eastern conference finals game three, that's going to do it for this episode of best on the board. Thank you so much for listening, not only to this episode, but all week long on best on the board for Dan for funston. I'm Michael Beller. Good luck. Happy betting. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon.